0: Dolphins fans and welcome to the Sports Football Podcast. I'm your host Anthony John Deletti Jr. If this is your first time here on the podcast, welcome. Glad to have you here. If it's not your first time, welcome back. And guys, today is Dolphins Free Agency Part 2. If you did not listen to last episode, it was Dolphins Free Agency Part 1. And so just to give you a quick overview, in regards to how I plan on covering free agency, I believe that there are really two main parts to free agency, okay? The first one is what we covered in part one um, of this three-part series, and that is players on the Dolphins that we should either release, let walk in free agency, or re-sign. And the reason I am splitting it up this way is because I believe that all good organizations Firstly, or, or first and foremost in free agency, know how to assess their own team, right? You look at organizations like the Niners, the Steelers, the um, New England Patriots, even the Bills right now, the, even the Chiefs too, they know how to um, manage their own roster first and foremost. They know which players to keep, they know which players to like, walk, and they know which players to cut or trade. And if you have a good understanding of that as an organization, you're going to have a lot of success because ultimately, it's not always about which players to keep to make your team better, but ultimately the addition by subtraction of letting players go. So in the first podcast episode, which was the first part of this three-part series, I went over players that, again, we should release, let walk, resign. And we started off with... I think it was about like $85 million in cap space. And based off all the players that we cut and re-signed that are free agents, we ended up with I think like $55 million in cap space. I'm not gonna go into specifics of who we cut and kept. You'd have to go listen to the podcast. But I will say again, we ended with $55 million in cap space. So now we have to set our eyes on other players on other teams. And the reason why I'm doing this in two parts is because we've all been in that scenario where we really want a guy and he gets tagged by his team, right? We saw that with Orlando Brown just recently. He got tagged by his team. So the reason I'm doing two parts in regards to other players on other teams is because I'm going to do a before and after. A before of tagging, now that tagging has started, and an after you know if anything has changed if certain players become available or unavailable that i didn't foresee but today is just going to be my initial predictions or what i want to happen and i believe the the most appropriate place to start is where i feel it's most realistic that the dolphins will start in free agency and where they desperately need to the offensive line now if you've listened to the podcast for i don't know how how long a month two months you know how strongly I feel about the offensive line, okay? Investing or paying a lot of money in your offensive line is similar to spending a lot of money on a good pair of jeans, okay? And the reason I use that similarity or that metaphor is because if you spend a lot of money on a good pair of jeans, you can dress them up, you can dress them down, they go with a lot of different things, and so you're gonna get your money's worth. Same thing goes for your offensive line. If you pay a lot on your offensive line, number one, you're going to keep your quarterback healthy. Just so happens the Dolphins have a quarterback with an injury history in Tua. Number two, you're giving your quarterback more time. And why that's important for a young quarterback is because if a quarterback doesn't have a lot of time to read the defense, he can't master progressions. He can't master his ability to read defenses because he's only given 2.5, two seconds to throw the football. And that's a big issue I see in Tua is that he hasn't been given the ability to sit back in a pocket for three seconds very often and work on going through his reads. And so what happens is you'll get the New Orleans Saints game where He gets a lot of time in the pocket and he doesn't know how to go through his reads and he just wants to make the big throw because I don't get this opportunity a lot. So let me make the most of it. Okay. So again, you're protecting your quarterback with a good offensive line. You're allowing him to practice and, and, and get better at going through his reads. You are helping your run game, which, Hey, it just so happens your your coach, your new head coach is a run game specialist. Okay. It's literally what he prioritizes in the Shanahan offense more than anything else. And so, Hey, if you want a good run game, if you're Mike McDaniel, you need to invest in the offensive line. So it's going to help in the run game. And then last but not least something that a lot of people don't talk about is if you give the, the play more time to develop, you're now allowing your, your, your playbook to really expand. You're allowing your wide receivers to run deeper concepts. Right, you're allowing your wide receivers time to, um, you know, create more separation, which Dolphins wide receivers tend to have a problem with, aside from Jalen Waddle. So if you fix the offensive line, my goodness, you are going to fix a lot of issues. And I feel so strongly that a lot of the woes you've had as a Dolphins offense for the last 15 to 20 years. A lot of them will be fixed if you can just run the football, if you can just protect the quarterback and give him time. And regardless of whether or not you believe in Tua or not, I think we can all agree that if you want Tua to reach his ceiling, wherever however high you may think that is, the best chance of him to do that is if you give him a good offensive line. That's the case with any quarterback. The, if you give a quarterback a good offensive line, they're not going to get worse. They're going to get better. Okay, So... I think we need to spend a lot of time prioritizing the offensive line in the offseason. And it starts right now. So these are the guys that I would prefer. Again, this is just my me preferring certain guys over others. This is not me predicting anything, right? This is just a mock. This is who I would like them to go out and get. And by no means am I coming on the podcast saying this is who they will go get. Okay, so let's start off at tackle. A big name people are talking about, which is probably more realistic for them to go with, is um, Teron Armstead, right? I know Reason has gone on Finside the NFL and gone on his podcast and he's talked about how he's heard that the Dolphins have significant interest in Teron Armstead and he wouldn't be shocked if that was the first big splash they made. And while I would love Teron Armstead at left tackle, I wouldn't be upset with it at all. I would prefer that we get another left tackle. A left tackle that is familiar in in the 305. A a left tackle that you know and love. And that is Laramie Tunsil. I would love the Dolphins to trade a first and a third. A third this year and a first next year for Laramie Tunsil. Here's why I prefer Laramie Tunsil over Teron Armstead. He's not as good of a left tackle. Okay, let's get that out of the way. Teron Armstead, when healthy, there's not three or four guys better than him at his position. However... Laramie Tunsil is still a very good left tackle. And on top of that, Teron Armstead, since he started in the NFL in 2014, has never had a full season under his belt. On top of it, Teron Armstead is older than Laramie Tunsil. If you trade for Laramie Tunsil, yes, you are having to give up draft capital, but you are only having to pay $6 million this year on his contract. You'll probably have to renegotiate and extend him next year, but it's worth it. Okay, he's played here. You know he's really good. He never wanted to leave in the first place. Okay, just because he's not here doesn't mean there's bad blood. He wants to play here. Okay, and so I would go out and I would trade a first and a third for him. And you're gonna have to pay him six million dollars this year, and you're gonna get a stud left tackle for the next eight years. So you trade for Laramie Tunsil. That's six million against the cap this year, meaning you now went from 55. To 49, okay? Next up, let's work our way inward. Guard. I would go out and get Lakin Tomlinson. I think it's there's a significant possibility that we go get him because he has talked about how much Mike McDaniel means to him and reviving his career. You know he's a good guard. You know he fits the system because he comes from San Francisco. So you go out, you sign Lakin Tomlinson. I don't know how many years. I don't really... I'm not really the best at again predicting those things. I can just assume 7 to 9 million per year. Okay. Average salary per year, 7 to 9 per year. So let's just say highest number, 9 million. You go out, you get him 9 million a year. You now are at 40 million dollars in cap space. And remember, we have to leave about 10 for the draft. So we're at 40 million. Next, center. I would go get a guy that, again, someone like Reason, who I listen to a lot, and all of you should if you're not already, um, he has also said, along with Teron Armstead, he's heard a name, is James Daniels, he's 24 years old from the Chicago Bears, and he's a name that Reason has been hearing before Brian Flores even got fired, because Chris Greer liked him in the draft. So expect interest there, and he can play center and guard. So if you go out and get him you have some flexibility and I would assume they pay him about 9 million per year. So now we are at 31 million per year and you've spent 23 million dollars. Okay, you've spent 20 or 24 million dollars and you have fixed your left tackle, your left guard and your center. Okay. Next up, a position that's probably not that sexy is fullback. Okay, the Cleveland Browns are not expected to re-sign Andy Janovich. Janovich, I'm not really sure how to say his name correctly. I apologize. But Andy Janovich is the fullback or was the fullback for the Browns. They're not expected to re-sign him. And he's one of the top fullbacks in the NFL. Now, it's not really hard to be one of the top fullbacks considering a lot of offenses don't use them. However, the Dolphins' offense does. So you go out you give him 2 million per year and you get a really good fullback that you need in your system. So you're now at what? 29 million per year. 29 million is what we're at left in cap space. So I've added a fullback for the run game to help with that. I gave you a left tackle, a left guard and a center. Next up, I've heard and this is something that Cameron Wolf reported The Dolphins are expected to seriously pursue offensive line upgrades in free agency with the team potentially looking for multiple starters along the offensive line, as well as being heavily involved in the wide receiver market. So I'm predicting that they sign a wide receiver. The wide receiver that I would really like that is good with blocking is basically a way better Devontae Parker. If you want to trade Devontae Parker or keep him, mine would be Allen Robinson. And you have enough money to sign a big-name wide receiver to play against, play with, DVP and um, Jalen Waddle. Okay, Robinson, you give him 15 million per year, and now you have 14 million left in cap space, and you got a big-name wide receiver. And then last up, I would get this is someone that, um, or not someone. This is a position, and Mike McDaniel said himself they will be in the market for. That is a backup quarterback. I mean, they've done so much fan service at this point. A guy I would expect them to bring back, Chad Henney. Now, yes, he's not the the greatest backup quarterback, but we saw him go in in the AFC Championship last year or two years ago and win the game. We know he's a very capable backup quarterback, but he's not going to be, you know, uh a fan favorite to threaten Tua's position. I don't think any backup quarterback would really threaten it because if your quarterback's not good enough to, you know, take away that threat, then is he really a good quarterback? You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, Justin Herbert or Aaron Rodgers, you could have whatever backup you want. They're not gonna take over because you know how good they are. I don't think a quarterback should threaten Tua because he should be good enough. So you take Chad Henney for $2 million a year, maybe just a one-year contract, $2 million. And you now are leaving $12 million in cap space for the draft. Okay, so in cap space, we went from eighty-five. dollars We signed players. We let players go. We let players walk. Other players on other teams that we signed. We traded for Laramie Tunsil. That's $6 million a year. Lakin Tomlinson at left guard for 9 a year. James Daniels. For nine a year at center. Andy two two 2.5 million a year to play uh, to be your um, fullback. Allen Robinson as a big name wide receiver. And then Chad Henney as your backup quarterback. Now, with draft capital, because you gave up a third, what I could see them doing is going out and getting a guard and kicking Robert Hunt out to right tackle maybe. Maybe with that first round pick, you now can get a linebacker like Nicobe Dean, right? Which we desperately need. Then in the second round, you might be able to get a, a, a guard or a tackle to develop, right? And then you have a running back to worry about. You have two fourth round picks. You know, maybe that's a first and a third or a first and a fourth. Let me just say that a first and a fourth, a fourth this year and a first next year, you know? So by doing that again, you are giving your, by, by fixing the offensive line now, getting a wide receiver, a fullback, a backup quarterback, you now have a first, a second and a third and a fourth. Cause you have two fourths this year. You now have four picks to address linebacker guard, uh, running back, and maybe another wide receiver. And so that's why I think it's extremely important for the Dolphins to go out in free agency and really invest in the offensive line. Okay. Now, something that I didn't consider, and I have to give, you know, these, these two credit because I think they have probably the best podcast out there. In my opinion, it's Finn Too Deep. It has Reason and Neil Driscoll and both of them Talked about something that I didn't even consider and I got to give them props on it because it is I I never even thought of it. I'm not really good at contracts and draft capital like they're much better at that. I'm more so just like an everyday dolphin fan that tries to do my best on the podcast. But they both talked about how you can restructure Byron Jones contract and create an extra like eight million dollars in cap space or something like that. So if you do what they're saying and I I don't know the specifics. I don't you I, I'm I'm not really the best at that to be honest with you. But if you do restructure someone like Byron Jones' contract and you create another 8 million, you know, you can use that 8 million to maybe go get either another, you know, maybe a running back, uh, a veteran running back, maybe a linebacker, you know, I don't know who, but Again, by restructuring Byron Jones' contract, you may be able to do that. Another thing that I've heard, and this is again from Reason, I keep saying his name, he might as well come on the podcast, (laughs) but Reason also has talked about how J.C. Jackson is not expected to be signed with the the Patriots to a long-term deal, so don't be surprised if maybe they try to gauge that interest and also use it as leverage with Xavier Howard's contract. So when I heard that, when I saw that, I was like, wow, that's really interesting. You know, what if you traded, you know, Byron Jones for like a third round pick, that team took on his whole contract and you signed someone like JC Jackson to pair with Xavier Howard. I mean, my goodness, two of the best cornerbacks in the league on the same team. So those are also possibilities. But if I'm just saying what I would like for them to do, really guys, to be completely honest with you, I would really just like them to fix the offensive line and maybe go out and get a linebacker, a wide receiver, you know, something like that in free agency on top of the offensive line. But I desperately, I desperately want the Dolphins to go out and fix the offensive line in one free agency. You have the money. There's plenty of guys out there that I think want to come here and that you could draw interest for them to come here. Um... And again, you look at Tunsell, Tomlinson, and Daniels, you know, th- even if you wanted to keep Michael Dieter at center, you could move Daniels out to right guard and push Robert Hunt out to right tackle, and now you have your whole new offensive line. You put Dieter in the center, and he's surrounded by Tomlinson and Daniels, two really good guards, to where he's probably going to get better then. Now, he has a lot of progression to make. Maybe with coaching he can make it, but if you're worried about money... Or you don't want to use a draft capital on the offensive line, that's a possibility. But, you know, $9 million for Daniels and Tomlinson and Tunsell, that's $24 million and I fixed three positions on your offensive line. Three out of five. One of them technically is already fixed because you are keeping Hunt. So four out of five of your positions on your offensive line are fixed with $24 million in cap space. Okay, uh, again, fullback, the reason I have us going Andy Janovich is because fullback is important in this offense, um, and he's one of the best in the NFL. Robinson, uh, he's a big name wide receiver, but I've heard they're in the market for one, right? Cameron Wolf talked about it, and Allen Robinson, I, he's able to create separation. He's never really been on an offense with a good quarterback, and I think Tua fits what he wants to do on offense. Um You know, you got your speed, you got your separation with Robinson and your 50-50 with Parker. So you give him 15 a year. Uh, And then Chad Henney, just a guy to bring back to South Florida. You know, it's not going to be a lot of buzz surrounding him, but he's a good quality backup. Uh, I don't know. To me, that would make sense. It leaves the Dolphins with 12 million in cap space before draft picks. And as I said, depending on the restructuring with Byron Jones, it could leave them with, you know, 20 million in cap space. And we could go out and, you know, sign a linebacker or a running back or both, you know, depending on what type of guy we get. So those are all possibilities, guys. But I think, again, if you just start with the offensive line, a lot of, that gives you a lot of freedom in the draft, right? To go out and and be able to get a wide receiver or a running back high up, right? Or a linebacker and not need to worry about it. If you go out and fix your offensive line first, that gives you a lot of luxury for the rest of the offseason. But only time will tell. I know that like, you know, things are changing by the day. Just before I made this podcast, you know, Calvin Ridley, Calvin Ridley got suspended for all of 22 for betting on NFL games. So like, that's a name that was on the wide receiver market that I talked about that is gone now. You know, I think, um, uh, I think David Njoku got tagged or something by the Browns. He's a tight end that you might want to go get. I'm not sure. But things are going to change. We're going to learn a lot more within the next week before tampering starts on the 14th. And so sometime next Monday or Tuesday, I'll do another episode just talking about people who have been tagged, if it affects anything, Um, and we'll just do another podcast episode called Miami Dolphins Free Agency Part 3, and that'll be the conclusion of this three-part series. So I hope you guys have enjoyed. I hope this has been useful and helpful to you. Um, if you are not subscribed to the podcast, whether it's on Spotify or Apple, you know, wherever it is, subscribe to the podcast, leave a review. I would love to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, make sure to give me a follow on my Twitter, which is at FinSportsFB. And I'll see you guys next time on the FinSports Football Podcast. Stay safe. Fin's up.